Time for this week's letter to Hong Kong, which comes from legislator Kwok Ka Ki from the Civic Party. The following program is a personal view program. Dear Chi, Hong Kong has come to a critical moment. We must address our fundamental problems and to find a new path, or else the future of this city will be very gloomy. What are the core issues? One of the agenda that we must address is the issue of governance of Hong Kong. Browsing the headlines of the major newspaper this week, we found distressing news, including the family of the chief executive has attempted to abuse their privileges and for- try forcing staff members of an airline and the airport to disregard the protocol and normal procedures to allow a hand luggage to be sent to the daughter of Mr. C. Y. Leung. The permanent secretary for Home Affairs and her husband, a former senior government officials, were involved in a scandal of tax evasion and possibly conflict of interest in a property transaction. And of course, we've all found the incident of the missing booksellers, Mr. Lee Paul, most troubling. We are seeing a Hong Kong that is getting rusted and corrupted. Discontentment is growing every day. It seems that we are all approaching ungovernable. It is not because we do not have the rule of law, not because the people here are not willing to observe the rule of law, and certainly not because that people here is giving up their core values. Instead, what we are seeing in Hong Kong is a trend of deviating from these core values and shifting to those that are common on the mainland but certainly alien to us, like corruption, abuse of power and the lack of a proper system. After the umbrella movement, both the central government and the SAR government has tried to downplay the effect of the movement and continue to put their heads in the sand and act as if nothing has happened. The end result is contrary to the expectation of the establishment. People are becoming increasingly restless and losing their trust or faith on mainland and the local administration. The younger generation is finding their own way to disregard the political reality. So we have the new political party championing for the independence of Hong Kong. We have more and more people in the arts community work on these topics, which attracted the attention and endorsement from a great march in Hong Kong. On last Sunday, when the best film award of the 35th film award organized by the Hong Kong Film Award Association was announced, most people in Hong Kong were amazed and grateful about the result, which demonstrated that our arts community was able to speak and judge independently and withstand political pressure, particularly from the mainland. The theme of this film is very controversial and debatable, but it really gets into the heart of the people of Hong Kong. In fact, one of the scenes describing the wild as a result of discontent to the influence of mainland has become true during the wild of this Lunar New Year. Not everyone agrees with all has been mentioned in the film, but this is a film of dystopia, reflecting the deep sentiment of the filmmaker and many people here. However, the responses of the guests at the Grand Hall of the Cultural Centre were another matter. While most of the audience appeared to be cheerful and grateful, with some even showing standing oration, many big balls and investors of the film industry kept their hand tight and did not even have the courage to clap their hands. This may be shameful, but this is a real scene here. Like many businesses in Hong Kong, 
The film industry had become more and more dependent on the investment and the market from mainland China. In fact, other than the winning film, many other candidates are joint venture with forfeits attention to the mainland market. This may be tip of an iceberg of the cultural and the media sectors in Hong Kong, but this is something real. In last month, one of the arts group's members was asked to delete the word "national" from her alma mater, National Arts University of Taipei, which again stirred up, which again stirred up waves of repercussions from both the arts community and the community as a whole. People in Hong Kong has become suffocated with the heavy influences from the mainland, and naturally they will choose their own way out. Faced with desperation and disappointment, the young people responded by choosing a radical path, both in terms of ideology and practical strike. Hence, we have the sweet wine of the Lunar New Year and the forming of many political groups calling for independence of Hong Kong. Ten years ago, we cannot imagine this kind of mentality or political movement will happen in Hong Kong. However, this has become a political reality. If the mainland government or the SAR government still insists just to criticize the young people and not facing the problem, this movement definitely would not dam down, but will gain more momentum. The unexpected support of Edward Lern in this recent new territory is next go by election. The candidate fueled by the so-called local group Hong Kong Indigenous has surprised many political observers. What I see, this huge tide is coming, and no one is able to stop it. Someone has joked that C. Y. Lung is the father of independence of Hong Kong. It was his style of administration and the people behind Lung that has triggered the strong sentiment and grievances in Hong Kong and forced the young generation to choose a radical path. We cannot and we should not condemn them as they are the future, and in times they will become the mainstream of our society. Those in power should think carefully before the next move. Particularly regarding the chief executive election next year, I would like to see the will and the vote of the people of Hong Kong would be respected. We in Hong Kong should decide our own future, including who should be the one who govern. If this is not achievable, it will only push more people away, and all the radical ideology become unavoidable.